98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. The High Court has rejected a bid to make public details of teachers who've committed professional misconduct. Health officials have sealed off two island place in North Point for compulsory testing and a trial of a protester who dressed like Captain America, charged with inciting secession, has begun. The High Court has rejected a bid by former Chief Executive C.Y. Leung's group to make the government publicize details of teachers found to have committed professional misconduct. Damon Pang reports. Former Chief Executive C.Y. Leung filed the judicial review through the 803 funds he founded, arguing that it's in the public interest to announce the names of the schools and teachers involved. The group initiated the case after some teachers were accused of using inappropriate teaching materials, posting improper social media messages, or behaving in a disorderly manner in public during the 2019 protests. But Judge Anderson Chow rejected all the grounds put forward by the fund's lawyers and ruled in favor of the Education Bureau. The judge said officials did not make any legal mistakes in refusing to disclose the teacher's details. He said information relating to matters of personnel, professional misconduct and discipline was clearly provided by the complainants, teachers and schools under an implicit understanding that it would not be further disclosed to any third party. But Mr Justice Chow ruled that the applicant doesn't have to pay the legal cost of this case because it was reasonably arguable and the judicial review was apparently applied with public interest rather than private interest in mind. Health authorities have reported 13 new imported COVID-19 cases today, five of them from Morocco. Officials have also sealed off a residential block in North Point for compulsory testing after a resident there tested preliminary positive for the coronavirus. Priscilla Ng reports. Under the restriction testing declaration arrangement, all those who live at Two Island Place have been ordered to undergo coronavirus tests overnight. The Center for Health Protection said the patient in question, a 22-year-old man, had flown in from Serbia on September the 12th. Officials said they suspect the man, who was vaccinated with Covishield in India in July after being infected with the virus there a few months earlier, was a repositive overseas case. He tested negative of the virus upon arrival here, as well as during his mandatory hotel quarantine period. He completed his hotel quarantine on Sunday and went for testing at a community center the following day as required by self-monitoring rules. That was when his sample came back COVID positive. Meanwhile, the center said it was also investigating two other preliminary positive imported cases involving two women who had returned from Jordan and tested positive for the L452R mutant strain upon arrival. Both were asymptomatic and had received two doses of the BioNTech vaccine. The district court has begun hearing the trial of a man charged with inciting secession, with prosecutors accusing him of repeatedly advocating independence in rallies and media interviews last year. Jimmy Choi reports. Marchand Man, nicknamed Captain America 2.0, is accused of inciting others to commit secession on around 20 occasions between August and November in 2020. Opening the case, prosecutors said the defendant had urged people on social media to join his various rallies after the national security law was enacted. The court was told that the defendant had shouted slogans such as Hong Kong independence, the only way out, and liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our times, in sing-along protests held in shopping malls across the city. 
The protester had also told reporters in different interviews that he wanted more people to gather together regularly to promote Hong Kong independence and that he wanted the idea to spread in schools, prosecutors said. He was quoted as saying that he wanted to prove to people that the national security law was just an ornament and it was legal for people to discuss Hong Kong independence. According to prosecutors, the man said in an interview that the liberate slogan meant overthrowing the SAL government and taking back Hong Kong's sovereignty from the People's Republic of China. The prosecution is expected to summon two police witnesses for the trial. The defendant has been remanded in custody for 10 months since his arrest in November. His trial comes after the High Court sentenced former waiter Tong Yen Kit, the first person charged under the national security law, to nine years behind bars in July for inciting secession and terrorism. To the weather forecast, it'll be mainly fine and very hot during the day tomorrow. The de- temperature now is 29 degrees and the humidity is 81%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The government says it will reopen its booking system for helpers quarantine at its Penny's Bay Centre after suspending it for two weeks to review its procedures. As Joanne Wong reports, authorities have made available more units to cater for a surge in demand. Agencies and employers will be able to make reservations from next Monday for fully vaccinated incoming helpers to fulfill a 21-day mandatory quarantine. An additional 200 rooms will be available starting the 22nd of October, taking the total number of quarantine units designated for foreign domestic helpers at Penny's Bay to 1,000. Only rooms available from the 22nd to the 28th of next month will be displayed when the reservation system reopens. And instead of the previous arrangement of opening new slots every day, availability at the facility will be updated every Monday. Meanwhile, the government also announced that it will allow employers to extend the contracts of their helpers that are due to expire on or before the end of this year for up to six months, provided that both sides agree to do so. Conservationists say Chief Executive Carrie Lam should prioritize the development of brownfield sites for housing when she delivers her policy address next week. Greenpeace and Liber Research Community say their joint study found 160 hectares of such unused former industrial sites, enough for around 50,000 public housing flats. Caesar Choi from Liber Research Community told Janice Wong that converting these sites would solve the problem of unused brownfields as well as being less costly than land reclamation or using country parks. We resort to other more costly options in terms of money and in terms of environmental costs, such as you know, reclamations and developing country parks. It wouldn't be a sensible choice. And brownfield itself, it's much more lower than reclamation and country parks and itself is a problem to solve. So we ask that Caroline uh, solve the housing problem and the brownfield problem itself in their policy draft. So in your latest study, you have found uh, 160 hectares of uh, brownfield sites that are still unused. And where are these sites located? The 160 hectares are only part of the undeveloped brownfields right now. But these 160 we've described it as more immediately available because it's right next to the shortlist of brownfield sites of developers. Uh, recently picked by the government. And there are, some of them are even closer to MTR stations or main highways than the current site. So we deem it appropriate to say that these downfields are more readily available. 
Police have arrested a man with a history of mental illness on suspicion of murdering his elderly neighbor in Maon Shan. Officers said the 84-year-old victim was attacked with a knife in the corridor outside his public housing unit in Hang-On Estate. The 35-year-old suspect was detained when he sought treatment at Prince of Wales Hospital. The High Court has overturned a six-month sentence meted out to a defeated candidate in the 2019 District Council elections who was convicted of breaching the elections ordinance by failing to submit his election return on time. Jimmy Choi reports. Under the law, all election candidates are required to submit an election return recording the expenses and donations they received by a certain deadline. But Chen Yuming, a former Civic Party member, failed to do so and was in July sentenced to six months imprisonment by Magistrate Joseph To. Mr Chen subsequently lodged an appeal and in her ruling, Justice Julianne Barnes noted that the defendant was busy dealing with the divorce and child custody matters at the time and had not deliberately withheld information from the authorities. Justice Barnes concluded that the magistrate's decision was too harsh, noting that in a previous case, an election candidate who deliberately refused to submit an election return had only been fined. She ordered the immediate release of Mr Chan, saying he had already been held in custody for 54 days, long enough a punishment to have a deterrent effect. The police's internal complaint unit says it received around 950 reportable complaints in the first eight months this year, which were 200 more than those received during the same period in 2020. The unit said most of them had to do with alleged minor misconduct like negligence of duty and offensive language. The Independent Police Complaints Council's head, Priscilla Wong, said it was natural that fewer complaints were recorded last year when COVID forced people to stay at home. We reckon that that must be referable to the situation regarding COVID-19 during COVID times when it first hit. It was rather serious. Life came to not entirely a standstill, but life became a lot quieter in the past year compared to this year and the year before last year. So that probably explains the dip in the last year. Overseas, news that North Korea had conducted another weapons test firing a short-range missile into the Sea of Japan was announced as their United Nations ambassador was addressing the General Assembly in New York. He accused the United States of hostility and demanded that the Biden administration put an end to joint annual military exercises with South Korea. The BBC's Laura Baker is in Seoul and explains what is known about the missile and the significance of the timing of this launch. Well, what incredible timing, eh? Just as the UN ambassador, North Korea's UN ambassador, stands at the podium of the United Nations General Assembly, and North Korea lets off another missile. It is understood that it could be a new type of missile, and it's understood that it was a short-range missile. It flew east and landed in the sea towards uh, Japan. But when it comes to the timing of this, and I mentioned the UN ambassador, North Korea's UN ambassador Kim Song, standing at the podium, he made demands. He called the US policy towards North Korea hostile and he demanded the end to joint military exercises between the United States and South Korea which uh, took place in August this year. What we're seeing or what we appear to be seeing is a North Korea coming out of isolation. We've had six months of a very quiet Pyongyang and now we've had a series of missile tests and a series of demands. 
R. Kelly, one of the most prominent people to be tried on sex charges during the Me Too movement, has been found guilty of sex trafficking and racketeering. The American singer's trial lasted almost six weeks, but it took the jury just over a day to reach its verdict. Kelly was found guilty of exploiting his superstar status to run a scheme to sexually abuse underage girls, boys and women for over two decades. He could face up to life in prison. The lawyer who represented several of the victims, Gloria Allred, spoke outside the courthouse in New York. R. Kelly, who once described himself as a, quote, genius, end quote, to one of my clients who testified, is nothing but a convicted felon. I have been practicing law for 47 years. Of all the predators that I have pursued, however, Mr. Kelly is the worst. Afghan women who served as judges during the previous government have said they're living in fear for their lives. Some said they went into hiding after the Taliban took control and were forced to change location every few days. The BBC's Claire Press did the investigation. In 2019, we visited Pulashakri, which is one of the biggest male Afghan prisons. Nearly 3,000 members of the Taliban were inside. Every single one reported trauma from their life. They've all lost people, mainly in airstrikes run by the US or NATO, and they wanted revenge. But their revenge was extremely violent crimes. These were men who had murdered women, who had domestic violence cases. So it's understandable why these women who committed them to 20 years in prison, 30 years in prison, only several months before the Taliban takeover, are now absolutely scared of retaliation. To sport and in football, Liverpool travel to Portugal to take on Porto in the Champions League later tonight. Reds boss Jurgen Klopp says previous meetings between the two sides have no bearing on the showdown. The last time when we came here, we didn't think about the game before when we won there 5-1 um, because it just makes no sense. We all know most of the games can go either way. Uh, that's how it is. There are decisive moments in the game where, where you have to score if you don't score, but they score in a decisive moment. Yes, we, we were good. We are good. That's all clear, but they are a top side. Fellow English Premier League side Manchester City are in France to take on Paris Saint-Germain. The home side could play a front three of Lionel Messi, Neymar and Kylian Mbappe, with Messi available again after it missing the past two matches with injury. PSG boss Mauricio Pochettini says that the trio will need time to find their rhythm. They need time to work in different environment and to link in a different way that maybe in the past when they met in different club. All uh, are different and they need time to know each other and then to start to play and, and be natural. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The High Court has rejected a bid to make public details of teachers who've committed professional misconduct. Health officials have sealed off two island place in North Point for compulsory testing. And the trial of a protester who dressed like Captain America, charged with inciting secession, has begun. The news from RTHK. Silver moon.
Dupree and the big sound. Interesting thing about that band is there was nobody called Simon Dupree in it. Uh, it was a psychedelic band formed back in the 60s and that was their biggest, if not only, hit. And Kites was the track. 18 minutes past 11 on a Tuesday night heading into Wednesday. We'll be in touch tonight, by the way, at Radio Pete at Gmail. This one comes from Marshall Lane and Dancing in the City. 